Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. It is a football Friday. It is week 11. Is that right? I had to double check. For some reason, I was thinking it was week 10. <laughs> That's correct. Mac, a new That's theme um, between in our conversations just between you and me is that I truly do not know what day it is, what time it is, what year it is, nothing. Yeah. I've been so bad about that recently. <laughs> Listen, it's crossover season. We're growing that little baby boy. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I understand it. I get it. Um, my life revolves around nap time. That's all it is. Oh, just, I know. That's how I tell when and, and what day it is. I mean, because it's getting darker, so I don't even know what, what time it is if I look outside. I just know, oh, she's getting tired. I guess I need to put her down. Or she's hungry. So that's it. Oh, I know. So we're recording this on Wednesday, just peeling back the curtain, because we – uh, were in Charlotte last night for Iowa Virginia Tech, both of us on ACC Network, and so we we get ready to record Wednesday, and Mac needs to record before a certain time because he has to go. And I was like, Mac, where are you going? Going to a like, wedding? I'm going to Charlotte with you to do television, and I just, yeah, that's where we are at this time. Fun times, but Fun Mac, times. I do know on our way to Charlotte, and I remembered this because on my way to Virginia Tech earlier this week. I passed multiple Ingles. They are everywhere. They are in this region. And a few of them were quite convenient, like right off the highway. If you need to stop in there and get some road trip essentials. But also, Mac, they're getting ready for Thanksgiving. And there is no better place to go if you need all of your Thanksgiving goodies. Did you know Ingles only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Okay, Mac, let's get into these games. We have all three ranked teams in our big game breakdown, so let's talk about it. Miami at number four, Florida State, 3.30 p.m. on ABC, where the Knowles have basically lived all season. And we talked about this game a lot more on Wednesday's episode with Jordan Travis, so go listen to it. Mac, the Knoll the fans are all over our YouTube, and we appreciate them very much. When they call us their favorite Knowles... I, I just want to remind people that we are not Knowles, but we appreciate them coming and hanging out with us, Mac, don't we? No, no, no doubt about it. They have been showing major love. Uh, so shout out to, to uh, Knoll Nation there. Um, they, they've been incredible. And it's fun just on social media, too. Everybody's yeah. been very encouraging. Uh, I guess, you know, KG, if you, if you wear another team shirt and sing their fight song on TV, you're, you're in. I mean, I, I basically... These degrees behind me are actually Florida State degrees. They got scribbled out and changed. Uh, so, so we're there. We're, we're all in with it. And uh, th- this is a massive game. Obviously, we wanted to have Jordan. We kind of were saving him you know, for this game or the Florida game and, and decided to go here, and, and this would be a fun one. Um, and just because it means so much. I mean, I, I spoke to Don Bailey earlier this week who does radio for Miami Played, actually with Coach Rick. He was a center back in the day. Obviously, I talk to my dog EJ all the time. And uh, this game matters. I mean, it is an absolute war, a season of its own, if you will, KG, right here with this rivalry. 
Oh, for sure. And, you know, FSU has this game and then Florida, too. So a lot of rivalry, bragging rights, massive games in these last three weeks. Before we dive into the game, Mac, who does Coach Rick root for in this matchup? Mm. As he told you, have y'all talked about this? This is interesting. You know what's even more interesting is he's not with us this weekend because he's getting mm. honored again. Another Hall College of Fame, Hall another of Fame great or honoring. Uh, yeah, he, he's going down to Georgia to be honored down there. Um, that's fascinating. I'm going to have to call him and ask him before this game you know, get, gets uh, kicked yeah. off here. Because he played I at Miami. I have to think, oh, man, this is – I don't know. I don't know. He played in Miami, but he won natties at FSU as yeah. a coordinator. But then he was the head yep. coach at Miami. Wow. Maybe he only he donated millions game. of dollars to one place, okay? And that was the U. So I, probably Miami. Probably Miami. Well, someone will have to ask him. So <laughs> where is Miami mentally? I think that's my biggest question. And I was trying to find some recent news on Tyler Van Dyke and his injury status and just the quarterback position. And, of course, Mario Cristobal was asked about it, and he said absolutely nothing. And he said, you know, if we were debating that or looking at it, we wouldn't tell you. He said, we look at every position every week, you know, the coach speaks stuff. But he gave nothing away. Do you think Tyler Van Dyke starts this game, Mac? What do you think? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That's interesting. Do you have any sources? I don't have any sources. Um... I think he does. I, yes, I bet he starts. I bet he starts, but it might be a short leash. Yeah, it might be a short leash. And you know, if you're throwing a pick or in the in the red zone end zone, um, just not moving the ball, you need a spark. The famous word, the spark. We need a spark. Uh, you know, maybe we see a change. Maybe we see something else happen. Um, it is going to be fascinating because I mean that place is going to be rocking. Three thirty, the crowd's going to be nuts. The Knolls are rolling. They've got Miami coming to town. It's hard for me to imagine putting a young cat in that position. Um, and listen, we saw Emory against Clemson, and, and we saw him grow up in that game. Like the first half, very fast for him. Second half, things slowed down. He started making some nice plays, throwing the ball uh, really well to his guys. It's different at home, though. It's different when the crowd is going berserk, uh, and obviously you're playing the number four team in the country. So I, I will be fascinated if they do make a change. I have to think that they won't unless they just – have to. And it's just like, we got to do something type situation. Unless you have maybe two or I'm not even sure one early pick does it. Maybe two early picks and you just sure. feel like you've got to do something different for your team. On the flip side, Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, all these guys were out. Mike Norvell not not giving us definitive answers, but he did They're say. They're back. <laughs> They're back. Basically. <laughs> just <say> <laughs> he said, I do expect us to be in a better spot coming out of last night's practice. We had a lot more participation in it. And he said that on Tuesday, I believe. So it makes me feel like at least Keon Coleman will be back. We'll see. Right. Do Span and, of course, Johnny Wilson. We'll see. But they're going to, JT's going to have more weapons in this game. And the Miami defense has been good, Mac. It's been a bright spot for mm -hmm. Miami. They've only given up 30 points twice in the entire season the North Carolina game and the Texas AM game. That's it. If yep. you can hold FSU under 30, I think you give yourself a good chance. But that's a big if. Yeah. And the other thing Miami's done well is they have 30 sacks on the year. You have Reuben Bain. You have Maui Noah, who have both been really good. If they can get after JT, if they can get him on the ground, that's one way they can limit this offense. I just mm – -hmm. JT is too mobile and he's too smart. I, I'm not sure yeah. that's going to happen, Mac. Yeah, and you know it's actually interesting? You just saying that kind of sparked my interest. Um, last week against Pittsburgh was the first time in like – 
10 million years, Florida State has not scored over 30 points. Yeah. So point. that is fascinating because uh, I know they were super excited about that every week. Knowles, uh, would, they would always tweet that out. Number one team in the country scoring 30 points. Well, that's over. So you got to start over a year at one now uh, against a team that's only <laughs> given it up twice. Uh, but the question is, you know, when you look at that bright spot, uh, KG, with, with Miami, my question is how do you attack them? You know, what do you want to do against Florida State here? Are you going to try to to really limit – you know, the pass and, and and force them to run the ball and, and have a light box and, you know, kind of say that, you know, Maui Noah in the middle there can take care of business and, and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, at least track Trey Benson wherever he goes and be confident in your D-line and Reuben Bain and Leonard Taylor uh, and the rest of those guys, Jafari, uh, are, are you confident that they can kind of handle it with five guys, five on five? Because um, I am fascinated because I don't think you'd load it up. I don't think you do what they did against Clemson and really have some bare looking fronts, some eight or seven man boxes. I don't think you do that because uh, JC's are too gonna good. he he'll just tear you apart, um, and it'll be a very fast death. So I, I think you I think you you spread it out. And uh, you know the one thing about Coach G, you know defensive coordinator at Miami, is he's super multiple. Like he he's going to have looks. He'll still have blitzes built in there. Um, so that's probably my biggest thing is I'm trying to limit that and change those passing windows, really kind of how, you know, people uh, attack Drake May last year towards the end of the year, you know, showing him kind of eight-man drops, things of that nature. So that's probably what I would try to do. And then also, KG, I, I would bank and pray and hope we're getting some turnovers yeah. because y- you've got this guy, look, he's thrown two picks all year. Can we force him into a window? Can we make him, you know, just try to squeeze something in there and it's not there in our All-American Cameron Kitchens takes it and gets us the ball back. So those are the two things I think you're really hoping for Miami defensively. I agree. I think that's the only way that this game is super interesting is if FSU makes some mistakes, if they turn the ball over, which they're at home. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Maybe the drops come back for some of these wide receivers coming back off of injury. Maybe there's some rust. I, I think you have to really try hard to find a way that FSU <laughs> could lose this game. But Mac, a, it's college football, and B, it is a rivalry game. That's right. So let's take that into consideration. But no. with the way Miami <laughs> played last week, there, there's no logical reason to take Miami or even to take Miami plus the points. I'm taking Florida State to cover, but as I've said all year, go with what Mac does. I'm 36 and 35, not good. Last week was rough. I'm just I'm, I need to put a brown paper bag over my head. No, and uh, no. Mac is 41 and 30. So Mac. What, what are you taking? Who are you taking? <laughs> right. Uh, I, I'm going with the Knowles, too. I, I like okay. the 14. Um, I think when I had looked at it earlier in the week, it was 14 and a half. Don't love that. Love it well, at 14. Well, we'll see where it ends up on Friday, too. You know what, KG? I think we're locking these down. We're locking these down. The people, okay. you should have bet earlier. That's you should have somehow let's, let's listened to us right sooner. Uh, but I, I think we lock them down. Uh, it's at 14. When we're telling you right now, it's at 14. If it gets higher than that, be wary. I like it at 14 because at least you push. I feel confident they win by two touchdowns. That defense, I think, is getting better. We'll be interesting to see where's Jared Verse and his availability in this game. And then, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy in JT who is ascending quickly. Just came off of two games in a row now, 359 yards, 360 yards. Ooh. So back-to-back weeks, career highs. The dude is electric. He's going to get his guys back, I assume. And uh, they're going to want to make a statement at home in this game and really remind people, hey, here we are. We, we talked to Jordan about how can you take that next step? What does it take? 
no penalties, no turnovers, mm-hmm. get the offense rolling, all these different things that they can do you know, to help the team. I think we see that on Saturday afternoon, KG. And maybe making that Heisman push as well, Mac. Love to see it. You, you got me thinking, before we get to Duke, North Carolina, should Florida State be higher than four? They're four mm. in the playoff rankings. Do we think that's a little disrespectful? Keon Coleman said it was a little disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it is, too. What do you think? Yeah. Well, he, here's what's interesting or confusing, however you want to look at it to me, about this committee. And listen, it's their poll. It's their committee. They can do whatever they want, you know, and obviously they do. Uh, but when they you do. look at number one, <laughs> what is number one voted on or, or the, the, the support or the resume, whatever? It's wins. It's resume. That's what they said. This is why they are number one. When you look at two and three, Georgia and Michigan, they say, well, it's the eye test. It's how dominant they've been. It's not resume because their resume sucks. That's why those guys are two and three. And then they get to Florida State, and they say, these guys are number four because of their resume. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, what just happened? You just said resume, and then you skipped it, and now you're back to it. And so it, it's very confusing to me. Um, and even, uh, what is it, five, six, seven. I, I think Texas should be ahead of Oregon, mm-hmm. and I think Alabama should be ahead of Oregon. I, I think that when you look at strength of schedule, strength of record, who they've had to play, like <laughs> – Put me in the Pac-12 any day. I'd be very happy with that, and I'd be very happy to have those one close games with Oregon or Washington once a year. Uh, but in these other conferences, it's a battle all the time, and these are top 50 defenses. These are top you know, things that they have to go against. I saw a Heisman comparison, too, to kind of drift away, but to show you a comparison. Mm-hmm. Michael Penix Jr. has played two top 50 defenses. JT has played wow. five and has more on the way. Like it's, wow. it's, it's just way different. And uh, way more difficult to me. So I do agree. I, I think that they should be number two. Um, and I think that by the end of the year, they'll have an argument for number one. So Knowles just keep winning, take care of business. They'll be just fine. Just keep winning for sure. That's all that matters. And if you went out when the ACC, you're in. There's no no issue with that. Um, th- what about this, Mac? And we want to get off this. We've got to get to games. But I'm so curious about this because you're right. Ohio State is there because of their wins. Georgia and Michigan are there because of really their reputation at this point, honestly, what they kind of did last year, and they're undefeated, so you can't penalize them that much. If Florida State was named Clemson, would they be higher? I think Hmm. people are still kind of not trusting FSU as much yet because of recent history. And I I feel like in some polls, maybe last year, the year before, Clemson was overrated because of recent Hmm. history. And maybe that's where Hmm. we're looking at with Georgia, Michigan, even Ohio State. That's fascinating. Um, I think, I think they would if be. you're talking about 2020, 20, 2019 Clemson, yes. That's what I mean. Recently, yes. yeah, probably just because of that recency bias. I think you're correct. I think That's Michigan, Georgia, point. and Ohio State are getting the bump because of recency bias, too. Sure, sure. You can't really argue with point. FSU's resume. No question. Well, speaking of the rankings, Mac, I'm not sure I have ever seen a team jump back into the top 25 <laughs> after a win over a team like Campbell. But North Carolina, the brand, the brand, Mac, the brand is so strong. North Carolina jumps back into the rankings. I mean, what a life. What, what a time to be a Tar Heel. UNC is 24th in the playoff rankings after destroying the Campbell Camels, and they are hosting Duke. This is 8 p.m. on ACC Network. UNC is a 14-and-a-half point favorite, mm, Mac. You do have that important. half that's here. <laughs> and at this point, we're all assuming Riley Leonard's out. He's out for an extended period of time now with a toe injury. The dude has just been beat up all season. Yeah. 
Mac, tell me why I should pick Duke because I, I'm tired of of banking on Duke and going with Duke without Riley Leonard. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. UNC has struggled as of late. Maybe Campbell was their get right game. They are at home, but I do not see really many football reasons to go with Duke to cover here. <laughs> Let me give you some football reasons, okay. KG, because not only do I think Duke is going to cover, I think Duke might win this football. Really. Look at oh Virginia. Oh, my goodness. Look at Georgia Tech. What did they do? They punched North Carolina right in the face mm-hmm. over and over Ran and over. the ball. That's what Duke's going to do. That's what They're going to run the football. That's true. Can you stop it? This is a massive man up, take the challenge game for North Carolina. Like, you have got to play hard. You defensively have to be in the right place. Understand your assignment. Do not over-pursue. Do not misfit. You have to be there. Because if not, these running backs are going to go for 100 yards plus against you each. I mean, those guys are nasty. I think that's going to be the game plan is let's try to bully them from Jump Street. And and what does that do in turn? I've mentioned this a couple of times, but you can play keep away. You get the other team frustrated, especially a high-tempo, fast offense that wants to get a bunch of possessions and move the ball around. If you're able to put together a – you know, multiple, uh, you know, double-digit drive that's that's eating up clock seven, eight minutes. It's a tough spot to be in for a fast-paced offense. You're not comfortable just sitting watching that happen. So, I think Duke. Listen, I don't want to guarantee anything. So I've done that a couple times, and I've lost people's houses, oh. and I feel bad about that. <laughs> Duke's going to cover. I mean, that, that's that's a big old spread. I, I, it doesn't matter to me who plays quarterback. Now, I'd feel even more confident if he was, if Riley was there. Uh, but this run game and the UNC defense, let's see. Okay. Line them up. Yes, the UNC defense has struggled. They've had some games where they've looked great, though. It's it's baffling. I said <laughs> the same thing, Mac. If you do recall, when Duke was at Louisville, I said, I don't care who's playing quarterback. Duke can man up and bully them. But, the, but. the difference is the Louisville defense is for real. Yes, yes. That is the difference. I think this UNC defense is more for – I don't want to just give up on them because they have they have looked a lot better this year, Mac. This is not last year's UNC defense. I refuse to believe that. It's getting close. I refuse. If it's not, it's getting close. I also – the difference – look, Virginia ran the ball in North Carolina. Georgia Tech ran the ball in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. The difference with that is Virginia and Georgia Tech had legitimate quarterbacks. Tony Musket, who played really well and, by the way, is day-to-day yeah. for this weekend, and Haynes King. Grayson Loftus, whoever it is for Duke, I'm not I I'm tired of just saying Duke's gonna figure it out because they're tough. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not doing that this game. I think UNC yeah. covers. I think UNC okay. bounces back. Oh, let's go split. I, I'm I'm fascinated to see it. But we I, need I just, UNC fans to show up because this could be kind of a dud of a stadium like Campbell was. This I, rivalry, you know, eight PM. I need UNC fans to be there. That's what I've I need seen lately on, on the old Twitter sphere. Not a lot of people there. What are we doing? Yeah. Let's show up. Rivalry game, hopefully. Because uh, we're going to be there, too, and I want to see that. I want to see exactly. a great game. I want to see a great environment. Um, I just don't know, KG. Um, now, listen, this is a very different North Carolina offense than normal. They're able to run the ball like crazy. Correct. Obviously, Drake May, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So maybe they can make it you know, a track meet, and, and then Duke just can't keep up. I, I totally could see that happening. But I just yeah. – I am so gone on the UNC defense. It's just – not not great football right now, but they have the opportunity. This is a great get right opportunity, hundred percent. 
as I told you, because I was so bad last week, I'm going against my gut. My first gut feeling was, oh, Duke's going to cover. So I'm just going the other way. <laughs> see what happens. We'll see. All right, Mac, let's get to the speed round and let's start with Georgia Tech at Clemson. If we're talking somewhat rivalry games, Miami FSU rivalry, Duke UNC for sure a rivalry, Clemson Georgia Tech, historically a rivalry, hasn't been much of one lately, but Clemson is a 14 point favorite noon on ABC. Did you know, Mac, this game has the highest total of all of the games this weekend? In the ACC. Really? Yeah. I was surprised by that. Five and a half. Hmm. I was surprised by that. Georgia Tech has been able to score, wow. and, and that's probably part of it. Clemson, of course, coming off their best win of the season. Georgia Tech has really struggled against the run. We know this. They are dead last mm-hmm. in the ACC in rushing defense. Yeah. Can Clemson take advantage of that? Will Shipley, is he back? What does the split look like? It sounds like he will be. Is Moff, does Moffa go out there first? I absolutely think he should. But, you know, this coaching staff does weird things sometimes, Mac. Sure, sure. Yeah, it, it's uh, – this is a big number on this game. What is it, 14 and a half, I think, right now? 14. 14, 14. which is a big difference. Not comfortable. Not comfortable. Um, especially how good Georgia Tech has been playing, how well they've ran the ball. Haynes King, I mean, difference maker. Quarterbacks, listen, when you have a great quarterback, that is a game changer. Um now their defense has not been great. Those guys they were last week, I understand that, but they've given up a lot of yards. Um and I still just don't know what I'm getting from Clemson no. every week. Um and it's 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 hard to really kind of, you know, project that. Now, if they do a similar game plan and run the ball like they did, this could get out of hand. You know, because I don't think there's any question Notre Dame's defense is is better than Georgia Tech's. Uh but if they don't and they're trying to throw the ball 50 times and tricky tricky this could be a weird game. So I, I think I'm still in the place, KG, where – I mean, they just proved it, but you got to prove it again to me. Okay. Now I need consistency. Um, so I'm, I'm taking Georgia Tech with the points. I think Clemson wins, um, but I'm taking Georgia Tech with the points. This might be a weird, uncomfortable game. Again, Haynes King, how mobile he is, that historically has given Clemson some fits there. We'll see. But on the offensive side of the ball, I do want to see – you know, Moffa get a lot of carries. Is Shipley back? Do you know that? Did they say he's a go this week? So I don't think we saw it officially, but I believe yeah. in the press conference, Dabo was was leaning towards that he most likely would be back. He yeah. said something so like, we can't forget him. about Shipley. You know, he's been sure. super proven, et cetera. Of course. Well, no, no question about it. I, I just hope that they use him the way I thought they would. You know, I, I want to see him moving around. I want to see him doing outside runs. I want to see his speed um, and his ability, not just slamming him up into the tackle. So we'll see with that. And then just Cade co- to continue to grow, um, you know, hitting his guys, making the correct reads. If you see cover two, press man on the outside or press up on the other side, do not look that way to throw a screen. It's not open. Throw it the other way. Um, and so just little things like that that he has to continue to keep growing with. I think Clemson wins, but I'm going to take Georgia Tech with the points. The official statement is Shipley expected to return, so pretty sure that he is going to play. Good. Georgia Tech coming off a massive win over Virginia, so they're feeling good. Um, both teams need this game to be bowl eligible, which is really crazy. No one would have expected Very that. Mac, <laughs> can I tell you what is going to frustrate perhaps not just me, but Clemson fans in general? <laughs> Please. If we look at this box score at the end of this game, and we see 15 carries for Phil Moffa, 15 carries for Will Shipley, 
Phil Moffa has 15 carries for 80 yards. Shipley has 15 carries for 45 yards. Mm. That's going to be tough, tough to stomach, tough to see. So yeah. I'm just curious yeah. what and how they handle this because mm-hmm. I feel I feel weird with how I, I feel like the coaching staff has kind of dismissed Mafa's game and what he just did. Mm. Interesting. Dude was a monster. Like there's absolutely no reason why he should not be your workhorse back now. Sure. I don't sure. understand. Yeah. I don't understand that. We'll so see. we'll see. And you we'll know see. what? Again, my gut says – Take George Tech to cover. So I'm going against that. I think Clemson covers. You're now, taking the Tigers? I'm taking the Tigers. Oh, yeah. Because Georgia Tech is so bad against the run. But yeah, yeah. coaching staff, don't mess this up. I could yeah. coach this game, Matt. Sure. Three-step drop or whatever you want to do. Shotgun, hand to Moffa. Kane the shotgun, hand the ball to Moffa. Delayed handoff like to Moffa. Uh, run Moffa up the middle. Moffa to the right. <laughs> Moffa to the left. I, wh- what's so hard, Mac? <laughs> you already here first. That's the game plan. <laughs> I love it. Uh, OCKG. Oh, sorry, I forgot one. Moff and the Wildcat. Whatever we need to do uh, here, people. Yes. Yes. I do like that one, too. I do like that Moffa. one. Moffa. All the Moffa. Okay. Next game, Mac. We disagree on that one. <laughs> Virginia Tech at Boston College, noon on ACC Network. Virginia Tech's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Why is Virginia Tech favorite mm. at Boston College, Vegas? Don't know. Don't know. Makes me a little worried, Mac. And, you know, you made the great point about Virginia Tech, and I think you faded them at Louisville. You did. I did not. Again, don't listen to my picks. But they had not really beaten good teams. They've been beating up on some of the bottom feeders. And credit Virginia Tech because they look so much better than last year. But they had been beating up on some bottom feeders. And you could argue BC's done a little bit of that too. Sure. But this game's at Boston College, and Virginia Tech is coming off a beatdown. And this is back-to-back road games for Virginia Tech. Yeah. So I'm leaning BC here, plus one and a half. I am too. Um, I think Thomas Castellanos is just – he's been so fun to watch, and he's helped this team immensely uh, grow up, get energized. We've seen him grow up in the middle of this season. The way that they're playing with him is just a, a, a different team. And, and I think you know Virginia Tech's going to be licking their wounds a little bit yeah. uh, and, and coming into a place where it's probably going to be a little chilly. Um, probably in the 40s. Um, and, you know, maybe a sleepy game. We'll see if BC shows up. I mean, this Noon. team's won five games in a row. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm rocking with Boston College. I think that, again, Virginia Tech, that they just kind of, you know, relock in and refigure it out and, and get going. But I, I don't think that happens today against BC. The other factor is that BC is already bowl eligible. And I did see, mm-hmm. Mac, I didn't love this. That BC, after they won last week, was handing out like bowl eligible shirts. Did you see this in their locker room? Yeah, that that's a uh, that's a, just a bowl season thing. They're they're giving them out. Oh, okay. they're giving them all out right, to all right, every team. I, NC State did it too. Okay, NC State okay. Did I didn't want it to feel like okay, BC, we've <laughs> we've accomplished what we need to accomplish. Like we're done. Okay, yeah, so I I could right. see that Virginia Tech's a little more desperate, but okay, that's good to hear. That wasn't just a BC thing. Yeah, that's right. All right, I understand. Right. ESPN analytics on this game, 51.1% Virginia Tech, 48.9% BC. Yeah. Mm, interesting. And interesting. that's what I find surprising is it's technically a pick but VT mm-hmm. is favored in the games in Chestnut Hill. Don't know what's Yeah, favorite. weird. Pretty weird. We're going with the Eagles. NC State at Wake Forest. NC State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, 2 p.m. on the CW, where NC State thrives, the CW, with the ref <laughs> cam. 
Mac, I need your thoughts. MJ Morris, it has been, we have seen some of this talk on Twitter. I'm I'm not sure if it's fully been announced, but they are saying, the people are saying he is redshirting. So he's played four games and he's basically going to quit on his team (laughs) and not play anymore Mm. so he can retain eligibility because he's only played in four games. What what's going on here? This seems weird. Yeah, yeah. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday, everyone. So I'm sure more stuff will have come out by the time you listen to this. Uh, but where it stands right now, KG, and, and kind of my thoughts on it are really twofold. And I, I've tried to kind of keep this perspective um, as a player and, and to think of that in a locker room. And that's exactly everything you just said is is how I would think of it. And I couldn't imagine doing that. And you know, mid-season to just say, see you guys. Like, everything we worked for, everything we did, that is hard for me, mm-hmm. and, and just the person I am. Uh, but here's the other perspective, and here's the other deal that I do understand now because this thing is a business. Uh, and, and what I'm about to say after this even proves that. You've got to look out for yourself. You have to do what you think is best for you because if you're not doing that, who else will? Because here's the deal. You threw seven touchdowns, one pick last year, won a handful of games, looked really good as a starter. And what did NC State do? Win got somebody else. True. That's tough. That's tough for me. And he handled that well. Both guys have handled this situation well. Brennan Armstrong getting benched, MJ Morris not being the starter coming in. And you have the right to make that decision. They tried to replace you. They did replace you. Sorry, shouldn't have done that. I would have been here for three more years. But now, packing it up. And again, at this moment, I don't know what's official and what's not. I don't think his name's in the transfer portal as of right now on Wednesday. Um, but that's my feelings on it, KG. And uh, he's got to do what he thinks is best for him. And it, it, I even try to put, like, you know, my future, you know, children mm-hmm. in that spot, like Amelia, if she's ever in that spot. And it, it's hard. It is. I mean, I, I want her to be successful. I want, you know, them to be successful. And, again, a program that that literally looked me in my face and said, you weren't good enough, we have to go get somebody else. Probably some ill will there a little bit. I think that's a very nuanced take, Mac. And I think you're right. The fact that they went out and got Brendan Armstrong, we all thought that was kind of odd back in January when it all went, or December, I think it was, when it all went down. I can't really remember. It seemed like MJ Morris was your future and your guy. Right. And, you know, does he feel like Brendan beat him out? Or does he feel Mm -hmm. like Brendan was just given the job because Robert and I was there? Does he feel like his skill set is not going to be utilized in Robert and I's system, which is not the system that he committed to when he committed to NC State. And, you know, the other part, too, is Brennan Armstrong came in and did not light it up. Right. So what's up with that? You know, that it's there's so many things here. I still hate your your quitting on your team because, look, you could finish the season and transfer. And, I mean – how many years do you need of college football? Like, if you really believe in yourself and you think you're a guy that can sure. go pro, sure. you could lose this year. But, you know, last year he played five games. So last year he almost was able to redshirt but wasn't. Right. So yeah. maybe there's something going on there. Of course, we don't know the whole story. I hate right. that from what we're hearing he's just going to be done. But I do understand where he probably feels like NC State didn't treat him very well. Just say that. Yeah. And, and who knows? I mean, maybe, again, this is Wednesday. I, I want to keep saying that because someone's going to clip something and say, look what they said. Uh, it, it's Wednesday. Maybe he was asked to sit. Maybe they said, hey, we want to save your three years. Maybe. We've seen that before. Dana Holgerson down at Houston 
asked that of Derek King, and then Derek did it, but then he left. Yeah. You yeah. know, he was like, ah, I can't do this. Um, so who knows? I, I, I'm not sure. Hopefully, more clarity on Monday's episode. Mm. Hopefully, we'll be able to dive into that a little bit more. But looking at this game, KG, I don't think it really matters who plays quarterback because NC State's defense is really good. Wake Forest offensive line has not been protecting their quarterback very well. I think these guys score on defense. I think they make it really tough for Wake to, to move the ball. Um, now, we are seeing Mitch Griffiths come off his best game. Correct. But I think that that comes to a screeching halt against NC State here because that defense is so good. I I'm, I hear you on that defense, Mike. That defense has been just awesome. Peyton Wilson is incredible. I wonder what's going on in the locker room. We don't know. You're right. Maybe he was asked to sit, and maybe there are no issues. Yeah. But I kind of doubt that. Mitch Griffiths mm-hmm. is coming off their best game. Wake is coming off a good performance. And this is my week of going against common sense. So I'm going to go with Wake. I'm going to go with Wake plus two and a half at home. <laughs> Y'all, this is either going to be a great week or a bad, bad week if, for KG. If I do well, this is going to be my whole new strategy going against the spread. Your new, your new I'm going to look at a game. I understand that. Say my gut feeling and go the other way. It'll be perfect. Okay, last game here, Mac. Pitt at Syracuse, 3.30 p.m. ACC Network. Pitt's a three-point favorite at Syracuse. No Garrett Schrader. Uh, Carlos Del Rio Wilson was playing for Syracuse last last week. Pitt coming off a game. Maybe they can take some good things from Florida State. Still didn't look good offensively. This game is gross and sad and not fun. So I don't know what to do here, Mac. I don't even think I had an and original gut feeling about this game. So 37 and a half is the number. That's oh. terrible. And it's being played at Yankee Stadium. Oh, that's right. It's at Yankee Stadium. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever goodness. played a game not in a basketball arena, KG? Yeah, the Carrier Dome. <laughs> oh, that counts. Yeah, that counts. There you go. And it was um, so weird. Is that the I only one? Like Nothing it. else? You didn't play like on a naval ship or anything like that? <laughs> no, did not play on a naval ship. Okay. No, everything else okay. was a basketball arena. I don't arena. think I've done anything. Yeah. Well, you know, football, like they've played in like a NASCAR rate at Bristol mm-hmm. and Tennessee. Virginia Tech and Tennessee did that a couple years ago. Um that's going to be weird playing on a baseball field. I don't think I've ever played in a baseball that would be field. So weird. I don't think so. Like Pee Wee, maybe, um, but I, I don't think so. Anyway, it's going to be a weird game. It's a gross game. I hate it. I don't like it. Have no clue who's going to win. So I'm just going to go with the favorite. I'm just going to go with Pitt for no rhyme or reason and see what happens. So if you want to, out of the spirit of competition, go against me and take Syracuse, or I can flip. If you want Pittsburgh, I'll take Syracuse. <laughs> Whoever you want, I'll take the opposite. Just. So someone can win in this game, and we have it. Literally, out. no one. Like we, we just have no. There, you don't know anything. If you, if you say you know who's going to win this game, and you have a strong feeling about it, you don't. You're lying. You're absolutely lying. I'm gonna go with Syracuse plus three. Ah, there we go. I feel better about my chances. <laughs> <laughs> no Garrett Schrader. That does concern me, but you know, no Garrett Schrader. You're playing on a football field. Pitt has really struggled as well. <laughs> Golly. I feel we like the see. seats also at that game, Mac. I need to see the setup when it's on TV, but how do you see anything? Where are you Binoculars. sitting? Where's the press box? Is the press box like 200 yards away from, from Whose idea was that? I just feel like I don't know. this is not the best idea I've ever heard, but you know. Right. Do you? And this time of year, it's probably colder, or maybe it's beautiful. I don't know. New York. We'll see. November 8th. Um. Who knows? November 11th, excuse me. Veterans Day. Day. Shout out to all the veterans yes. out there, by the Shout way. Out we'll to do some more Max love on Dad. that. 
Shout out. That's right. Coming up. Big retirement soon. That boy's doing it. Uh, but yeah, uh, no question. Big shout out to all the soldiers. We, we can't do it without you. Really appreciate you guys, everything you've ever done. But that's it for me, us here. Um, fun episode, KG. This can be a fun weekend. Some impactful games, some interesting races, some people becoming bowl eligible, yeah. some people hoping to keep their playoff dreams alive. We'll talk about it all on Monday, what happened this weekend. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We need you to go over to YouTube if you're not here already. Jump on this train with us. Leave some comments. Subscribe to the channel. We would greatly appreciate that. And then the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate your support there. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.